Well, here's my latest update and speculations about the experiment that I have begun to conduct in the sense that I've begun to assemble the various parts. So I have the two um, carbon brush toy motors, uh, DC motors, attached to one to the, uh, the two terminals of the line, the input, and uh, another to the two terminals the, to the load, the output, of an AC electromechanical water meter from 1910, the I-10 from General Electric. It has a 5 to 10 ampere uh, range, and its range of voltage is 106 to 111 volts. AC 60 cycles, it's rated for. <clears throat> it's uh, fully operational in its capacity. To, you know, it's not damaged or anything. It's not missing any parts. And a correction to prior podcasts, the uh, little eye hook uh, uh, eyelet, uh, the eyelet um, for attaching what appears to be a grounding wire is not on the back piece. It's not on the cast iron back piece. It's on the aluminum barrel-shaped um, <clears throat> sheath that screws into the front end of the back piece covering the register, the brass-geared register, and also it surrounds the surrounds that, and it surrounds the spinning perforated aluminum disc, um, which whose spindle is made of brass and set in a jewel uh, bearing um, for frictionless uh, rotation. I forget the jewel that they use. It might be emerald, I'm guessing. I don't know. I can't remember. Anywho, <clears throat> so I got this inspiration this morning. <clears throat> um, I'm going to go inspect it. It was assembled, I think, two days ago. Um, I don't know if I'm going to go today or not. Um, but I thought I'd make this recording while I had the thought. Because if I don't, I'll forget everything I think. So... My next step when I go in there will be to, um, well, I have various options. I can either wrap iron wire um, around the back piece of the meter and then run it um, along, or no, run it uh, to each of the toy motors and wrap it around those. Um, to create an, a magnetic linkage between the chassis of the back piece and the chassis of the motors. Um, or I could run a grounding wire from the little eyelet on the aluminum uh, front uh, barrel-shaped front piece. Um, and I, I, I was going to run it to my car. I have my car parked in, in the storage there, my dead electric car, my RAV4 EV from 2002. And... It has a lot of iron in the chassis and whatnot. It's not like a modern car made with aluminum. And so I always thought it was ideal to hold on to it because of that fact, because of what we know of William Line quoting Nikola Tesla, stating that for every 200 pounds of iron added to his special generator, one horsepower was increased at the output. So it came to me what that means because I asked on Quora among, you know, for electrical engineers to tell me, well, what would that mean from your standpoint? And they said absolutely nothing. And I realize now why they came up to that expression 
is because they and I were not including our environment. When you consider the magnetic field of the Earth and that iron works based on mass while aluminum works based on um, surface area because it's more of a capacitive functionality to the element of aluminum while the functionality of iron um, has nothing to do with surface area because it's more inductive oriented because it retains magnetism the memory of magnetism um, it internalizes it and so it's useful for the uh, cores uh, materials of um, transformers for that reason to go into the uh, interior of coils to serve as uh, the object around which the coil is wound so in the case of, a, of iron, it's the mass that matters, not the surface area. And so it, it matters from the standpoint of a coil because the coil is creating magnetism. Well, so the Earth does too. And so when we have a mass of iron, it's in the Earth's magnetic field interacting with the Earth's magnetic field. And who knows what goes on. Um, I don't... Um, See, now, the Earth's magnetic field is not something we can control or predict what it will be. You know, obviously it will be different in different areas of the planet. Um, but this, So to make a blanket statement, uh, 200 pounds of iron equals one horsepower added to the output of a special generator, that um, signifies what? See, now, that doesn't tell us area because if it were area no iron congregates magnetism so the more iron you have the more congregation you would have so it has nothing to do with surface area that's right it has to do with the mass of the iron so the more iron you have the more it will it will concentrate the earth's magnetic field to interact with by way of magnetic coupling to whatever part of the circuit it's coupled to, magnetically coupled to. And why would that increase horsepower, though? I don't know. But I think that's what it is. That's the way we need to analyze that statement of Nikola Tesla that William Lyne um, alleges he said. Um, so what I'm going to do now, instead of what I thought I was going to do, I'm not going to connect... I'm going to connect my car. I'm going to use it as common ground or as a capacitive uh, extended plate or however you want to think of it, except it's made of iron. A lot of it's iron. So I'm going to have to find, what, uh, probably an eyelet down on the chassis where you normally hook up your car to to have it towed. Uh, the chassis is probably iron. Um, I, I have a grounding strap already attached, but I'm not going to attach to that. I'm going to attach to what the grounding strap is attached to. And I'm going to run iron wire, magnetizable iron wire, to there from one of the four terminals, probably one of the two load terminals, the uh, output terminals of the AC meter. <clears throat> My thinking being that if I run a single wire, not a... Not uh, more than one connection it'll be a uh, longitudinal you know electrostatic connection and so it won't in involve current 
and yet <clears throat> the screw see the, the four screws on the four terminals of the AC meter are magnetizable iron I know this because the screwdriver I bought from the hardware store to uh, help me tighten, open up, and, uh, and retighten those screws to make my nice firm four connections to the two, to the four terminals of the two uh, toy motors, I found that the screwdriver is magnetized, and they sell it that way. And I forgot that, that that's what they do when they manufacture screwdrivers. They magnetize them slightly so that it'll hold the screw at the tip of your screwdriver. It'll hold it in place. Um, <clears throat> so that means it's either a south pole or a north pole down at the tip of the screwdriver. Uh, this is a standard uh, screwdriver, not a Phillips, um, because that's what the screws require, the tightening screws on those four terminals of the AC meter. So when I discovered it had a slight attachment quality, it wanted to attach itself to the top, the head of the screw that I was uh, unfastening to make my wire connections. Um, now it inspired me this just now to think, well, you know what, that means um, it's possible that I could run an iron wire to one of those terminals and it might be significant rather than trying to, you know, what... See, I was hoping the eyelet was on the back piece, but it's not. It's on the aluminum sheath, and that's not going to do me any good. I mean, it's fine for grounding purposes, but I want to connect the iron of the AC meter to the, some other larger iron mass, to increase the iron mass of the mirror, because they put a back plate in there, okay, made out of cast iron. And you don't find that on later models, like in 1935. It, it just goes away. Um, and the aluminum on the front goes away too and is replaced by glass. So they, they scaled it down, taking away characteristics that could be over unity contributors to this I-10 meter, namely a, a, a quantity of aluminum that's in addition to the disc, a quantity of iron that's in addition to the toroidal core, the stator core, so it's like, here we got this extra iron, extra aluminum. There must have been a reason why they put them in there. And I want to take advantage of it. So I'm going to see if I can use one terminal, you know, the part of the circuit, rather than the chassis, because there's nothing on the backside to connect to. I'm going to look again, but I don't think there is. Actually, no, there is. There's a, a hook on the back so that you can hang it on a nail, um, you know, hammered into your wall. So that actually would be a possible connection point for the back piece. I should try that first and then see about switching to one of the terminals afterwards if nothing happens, nothing interesting happens. <clears throat> Excuse me for coughing into the microphone. But um, it does have to be a single wire connection in either case because the eddy currents set up should not be encouraged to flow to and fro the device that's not the purpose of this connection the purpose is simply to magnetically couple to an iron mass I think, I could be wrong maybe it does require two connections, I don't know but I'm going to start with one and take it from there because I'm afraid of the electricity of, of the device leaking out into the iron mass why should I care you know, <laughs> I don't know 
Um, actually, iron has a tremendous amount of hysteresis, and it's also got six times more resistance than copper. So maybe it does have to be two, two connections, not one. Um, in any case, whether uh, the circuit is connected or whether the, um, the back piece is connected, which is part of the chassis, basically, electrically speaking. Um, if I make two connections to, uh, to the terminals, it'll be in parallel. So it'll be in addition to one of the toy motors, either the load or the line. Um, I would imagine the load side would be the side to use, but I could be wrong. That's another thing, maybe. Which side? Or do I cross them? Well, that would be shorting it out. <laughs> yeah, if I crossed, wired, one to the load and one, uh, one terminal to... Uh, oh, God, this is getting confusing. <laughs> well, there are num numerous possibilities, and I'm supposed to exhaust all of them until I hit pay dirt. Yeah, that's the whole point of uh, trial and error. So I guess I had to say that, right? Put it on record that uh, I could be um, wrong in assuming that I know what to assume. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can't, when you're dealing with something like this that nobody knows anything about, you can't assume anything. I mean, you can assume for the purposes of experimentation what you want to do, but... That's only in a generic sense. When it comes down to the particulars, you have to assume anything. Any variation of the parameters that you've chosen to use may be required to get the job done. And you, there's no other way to uh, confront this situation because, you know, we're clueless. We don't know what we're doing. I certainly don't. Um, and I can't assume that it would be right of me to assume anything because logic doesn't mean a damn you know uh, you'd have to be Tesla to use logic because only Tesla well because he had intuition too see so he, he wasn't just dependent on logic alone like um, maybe modern day electrical engineers are dependent on especially technicians in the field oh some of them you know we don't know who they are you know they may be intuitive but um to restrict ourselves to logic alone, especially if we're formally trained or brainwashed, if you prefer, to uh, exclude intuition from your job, then it's our loss. And it's uh, commerce's gain, I guess, to keep us quagmired in commerce and not make any progress. You know, as if, as if to say uh, making a buck is equivalent to saying uh, maintaining the status quo and vice versa. Then, it, then we're not evolving. We're just... And the money is going around the planet, but we're not, we're not developing in our uh, understanding of the subject matter. Anyway, so those are my thoughts this morning, um, and it gives me a, a range of possibilities of variations to try. My fantasy is that the thing is running already, right? It's picked up uh, background... Uh, uh, voltage, microvoltage from uh, the environment and the reaction that it um, has is so highly efficient that yeah, the, reactive, the, the reactants has accumulated 
and now it's running under its own power. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> Before I even get to do anything <laughs> with the circuit, because I just figured I, I did the base uh, assemblage and not enough in addition there too uh, to get it to run. You know, I'm it's uh, I'm certainly not going to do a well. No, uh, one way to actually without having to add anything, you know, it's good. I'm making this recording. You know, I was thinking of a whip cord in, uh, is one way to get it started. And, of course, I wasn't going to consider that because I didn't think I could do it. I thought I'd have to uh, run a charge temporarily to the unit to get it run and then just connect the charge to see if it would keep running. You know, and uh, not use batteries but use the solar panels. Use what I have, basically. Um, but now I'm thinking, wait a minute, I could just spin the damn thing. One of the axles of one of the... Uh, toy motors, or not one of the, it only has one, uh, the axle of one of the toy motors with my fingers to get it moving and and see if um, I can uh, do something. Or maybe spin both at the same time that require my to- uh, holding down the toy motor somehow. I guess, yeah, I'll tape them down to the my makeshift bench. It's a plastic five-gallon bucket with a plastic lid over the top. Um, I could tape it down and then use my fingers to turn the axles of both toy motors, either, you know, one way orientation or reverse the other one of the two, to in case they're al- it's important, you know, the the alignment or the cross alignment, cross spinning, you know, who knows um, which way they want to spin if this thing will work. Um, I didn't think of that. That would be the easiest thing in the world. I wouldn't have to make any changes. Just spin the motors and see if uh, they get going on that alone. Okay, so now I think I've covered everything. Um, So this is exciting. Um, This uh, gives me something to feel good about so that I don't have to feel glum-blum about my existence. I'm actually doing something uh, entertaining. (laughs) Yeah, I don't get to watch TV, you know, or... (laughs) Anyway, enough complaining. So there you are.